Middle Cough! Hey, Beeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
based in Austin, Tito Beveridge, not just the founder, still the owner, and uh, an absolute legend. You know, somebody just said something to me. I can't find it now. Maybe it was on YouTube. Maybe it was somewhere else about, about Tito's. Somebody in the comments, I want to find this, um, said one of the reasons they love Tito's is because Tito's loves dogs, um, which is very true. Tito's is uh, big in the rescue world, canine um, uh, rescue shelters and uh dog love tito's is for dog lovers uh, for dog people i think is their program uh to better the lives of pets and their families i met a uh, rescue pit bull on uh, wednesday night uh while i was picking up some ice cream at safeway named ellie sitting outside and uh i love pit bulls john they're the best so uh and i ellie just got rescued a couple months ago uh her owner told me so uh, if you're dog people, by the way, go check out the this. This is not part of what Tito's asked us to do, but go check out the Tito's uh, shop. You can get uh, you can get a dog collar, some some bandanas, whatever for your uh, for your pup. Do you know, I, I think for to make this partnership to even the next level, I think the Habermans need to rescue a pet. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been discussed, John. I, I, there was a point in time where you were going to get a dog. What happened there? Yeah, we're still thinking about it. Okay. Still thinking about it. All you right. Know, you you got to be fair to the animal. That's you know, right. That's, you got to be fair to the animals. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think about it sometimes. Tito's Handmade Vodka, the uh, 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 America's original craft vodka. A lot of you have been DMing us or tagging us in photos of you drinking your Tito's, whatever night you're drinking it, and what you're mixing it with. Keep doing that. We love it. Yeah. Tito's, the company loves it. It helps us with Tito's. They, we love sharing with them how much you love it. So uh, keep it rolling. Six times distilled in copper pots. We have had a few people, even though it's the number one vodka in America, say to us, uh, you know, I've never had Tito's before, which, again, pretty rare. Most of you have had it, and I love it, and of course you do. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Well, and our theory talking about it in a practice was like, and it makes sense, right? In food, you don't eat a sandwich every day, right? You go sandwich, salad, burrito, you just do. But I think sometimes the older you get with alcohol, you just kind of stay in your lane. And if you haven't been, you've been drinking whiskey or something else, you're a big listener of us. You go, damn, I'll try this Tito's. Then you realize, damn, this stuff is good. And maybe you just, Tito's has a new uh, Tito's drinker. And then it multiplies and it grows and it grows while they're part of the show. So we can just help everything just grow even bigger. We love Tito's. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, how about what happened to us at, at Niner practice on Thursday? Pretty incredible. Uh, I, my tweet was kind of a lie. I made it sound like he was backpedaling. He was, the play was over, and he was running back. Yeah, well, and he, no, don't talk about the tweet. Tell these people what happened. Okay, so you and I are at practice. It's a 11-on-11 drill. Balls are getting thrown. We're, we're I'm charting. I'm charting. Haberman's charting. We're 50 yards I got away 18 from the line area of scrimmage. Right? Sorry. What would you say? 50 yards away from the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Maybe 40. Yeah. A long yeah. way away. But Jimmy and Trey are throwing bombs. Referee flying down the sideline. A little backpedal. Play whistle. Maybe an incompletion. I can't even remember. He starts walking. A oh, brisk jog back. Looks at us. And then, you know, goes, big fan of the pod. We're like, whoa. And even Matt Barrels right next to us. Like, damn, guys. And, um, and yeah, that was really cool. And he, and he goes, uh, you guys got a new alcohol sponsor. We're like, yeah, yeah. Tito's. Yeah, so. he was fired up. And it made, it made me think, you know, I've, I'm hard on those guys. This guy on YouTube says, uh, GD, get to the show. Stop selling us. This is the show. Yeah, this is the show, buddy. <laughs> We'll get to it. Um, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is something we're very proud of. So that was very cool. That guy's like the side judge. He was wearing the U on his back. 
for umpire, but he was practicing as a side judge. I think he was a college referee. I, my, one thing I thought about driving home is you, you, I would say, lean a little more supportive of them. I, I do feel yeah. like you Because I've more, met them over the years. I know you have more relationships. You have more relationships with them. Because when you meet them, you go, gosh darn, that's a person too. If that guy was my neighbor, he listens to our show, I bet we'd be friends. We, we'd have a lot in common, and i just crush those guys. Now, we also have gambling sponsors, and they do... I, I was telling you a couple practices ago, I'm like, God, guy, these guys have a lot of power mm-hmm. on just their calls. Yeah. On That yellow flag comes out. It's a big difference of a no call, a PI, a holding, a touchdown, an out of bounds. Like, it can't be argued. They do have a huge influence on the on the outcome. I'm not here to argue it. I'm just here to say they're human beings. That's all. They are. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, one of the things we got a lot to talk about today. One of the things is that there is a game on Saturday, and it's against the Chiefs. It's not just against uh, you know, with all due respect, uh, Southern Utah. I mean, it's against the Chiefs, John. Now, it's not, you know, the full version of the Chiefs, but we got a game. And one thing, I was thinking about it again when, when you brought it up to me today, that there's a preseason game on Saturday night, which, again, we'll be on it as soon as that game hits halftime. We're going to start our podcast here on YouTube on Saturday night at halftime of the Niner Chiefs game, is what I said the other day, and I thought about it a little more. Uh, I think the players, the players uh, are... Very excited to get into a stadium with some fans at home. Listen, historically, Andy has been aggressive in preseason. Yeah. When I, he does he's not. Old, he's old school in that way, he's right? He's very old school. So, I I mean, I, I would imagine the majority of his starters will get a series. So, at least you see, you know, what I, well, for me, would be the best. Obviously, they're the best team in the AFC. But. You know, I, I know they got beat in the Super Bowl. Their offensive line is dramatically different. I mean, they easily could win the Super Bowl again this year. There just is some juice. I had a buddy on the Chiefs who just texted me like, God, I'm fired up for this game. Like, they're just excited. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like, I wish it was week one, but I mean, I'll take this. And also, I think what's cool and it'll help our show is I got to direct. I'll be fascinated to text some of the guys and be like, what'd you guys think, <laughs> you know, about the quarterback? Like, it is... You, I'm going to get pretty good scouting reports on, you know, the majority of guys are going to play are going to be, you know, the backups, but just it's cool. Like it's, I, I'm glad because they've done joint practices before with the Texans. Like it, it could easily be the Texans, right? It could, you know, it, or it could be just some random shitty team. Like it, the Chiefs to me, get me a little more fired up to watch. I, I saw Branch or one of those guys asked Trey Lanch yesterday, like, have you ever met Patrick Mahomes? And he's like, what do you mean? No, he's like, no. He's like, are you excited to see him? It's kind of a weird question, but it just, Patrick Mahomes is probably the second most famous guy right now in the league behind Brady or, you know, him or Roger. So it's anytime he just walks in your stadium and adds a little juice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And better teams have, guess what? Better backups. Yeah. But here's the thing, Andy, I just, while you were talking, I did a quick search. Andy Reid said, I'm going to basically do it the same way we've done it. We've done it before. Um, so I think the indication is that you might actually get a quarter of starters for the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday. Jesus. I've not seen that explicitly said by him, but I think the expectation... Now, again, you may not get everybody starting, right? They might not yeah, play like everybody. Kelsey might not play or something. But there's, some, there's a belief from some of these Chiefs reports that I'm reading right now that you're going to get a quarter, which we'll talk more about how much Trey Lance is going to play. That's fantastic news if you're the Niners because that means Trey Lance, who will play with the twos, and again, we'll get to that, 
might actually get some starting level defenders on the other side of the ball, which would add some, some weight to whatever he does. I, I'd even say like your backup defensive backs going up against some of these receivers that even if you don't like Andy always has some new receivers. One thing you've known since he's been in Kansas City, they all run about four one forties. So it is like the Lenore's out there, Ambry Thomas is out there against some of those guys. But just it's a good matchup. You're right. A- Andy historically plays guys. I-, I remember when I first got to the Eagles, the year or two years before. Uh, do you remember there's a center, I think Hank Fraley, I think he actually coaches in the Pac-12 now. He was a center for the Eagles. He coached at San Jose State. Might be at Arizona. Hank Fraley. Uh, sound yeah. familiar? And he had, uh, Andy was so old school in like the mid-2000s, his starters would play the fourth preseason game, Pete Carroll style. And then I think he had shattered his leg and then they stopped doing that. <laughs> but like they, it, it became the Sean McVay which I'm pro Sean McVay doing this. I would do it this way. It is very out of the ordinary. All these coaches that were like part of staffs in the 80s and 90s, they would have been, it never would have been discussed, right? You just, Kittle or whoever you have just gets at minimum two series they play. Right. right? They don't just, if they're, if they're healthy, they play. That's become very, and maybe it's as simple as the economics. You just... You lose a player who's making $15 million. You look at the pie chart of your team, you're like, what was I doing? Now, maybe yeah. it's all relative, right? It would have been the same in, like, 1996 if you lost a legit starter. does feel like more guys got hurt in our adult life in the preseason than it did, like, growing up. But I wasn't super locked in. Yeah. That way, though. I mean, there, there are there is apparently some research out there that says the softer, quote-unquote softer, sorry. But the less physical practices have gotten, the more injuries happen. Um, you know, who knows? I... Uh, I do think it probably for a while was one of those things that it's just like playing in bowl games. It's just what you did. No one really thought much of it, right? You, yeah. yeah, you play in the preseason games. Of course you do. You got to get ready for the season. Probably makes it easier. The more everybody stops doing it, the easier it is for you to stop doing it. You don't want your backups out there getting their asses kicked by somebody else's starters because the other guys are playing their starters, right? So coaches communicate and go, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? There's some of that. You know when there was 14 games, they used to have six preseason games? Can you imagine that? That'd be a lot. When there was 14 regular season games, they played six preseason games? Because Pete, K- Peter King wrote when they did the 17th game, the whole thing is just the even schedule, just 20 games, right? It's the 20 games. So they were at 14 and 6. Now they went to 16 and 4. Now what are they at? 17 and 3. Yeah. Eventually they'll be 18 and 2. It's just that they, they're staying at that 20 number. They just get closer and closer to the games. Yeah, you don't give up the gate, right? <laughs> no. They're not going to ever go to like 18 and 0. No, it's just going to be 20. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm listening to this book on uh, Audible called The Club about like the rise of the Premier League. I'm not a huge soccer guy, but it's interesting. Business. Um, uh, and, you know, they brought a lot of Monday Night Football. And they, they studied the NFL and they talked to the NFL when they started launching their own uh, major TV network uh, coverage, which guess who who launched it was Rupert Murdoch, um, and uh, who owns Fox, of course, and helped the NFL come of age in the TV era, and um, and started making a lot of money. But Newer what, book is huh? it like based? Is the guy who wrote it recently or you know, I, that I don't know. But it sounds like an interesting read. Yeah, it's an interesting listen. Or listen. And uh, one of the things that happened was there was a point in time, and I, I might have my timeline off a little, but it was the late 80s. There were fights. It was the bathroom sucked. Going to soccer was not a, a family-friendly thing. 
There were uh, deaths. A lot of there were several incidents. There were a couple incidents where like a bunch of people died because I don't know the stadium caught on fire and people can get out. It was it was a mess. the hooligans. Hooligans. It was a mess and the hooligans. And um, one of the things that they mandated was that you couldn't have any standing room only seats. So all these stadiums had to reduce capacity and they had to spend a lot of money. So like some of these teams went from fifty five thousand capacity to thirty five thousand capacity because the government mandated. We're going to make these places safer. You're not just going to be packing as many people in as you can, only as many people as there are seats. And so they kind of, you know, they had to take a step back financially. You don't volunteer to do that, right? The league is not, if, 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 if the government says you can only play 19 games, okay, then they'd have to figure something out. But the league is not going to volunteer to make its stadium smaller if they can sell the seats. And they're not going to volunteer to put less games on TV, if they can just if they can win that number of games in a collective bargaining agreement, yeah. I mean, I wait till I, I I think the television rating on this first half of the Niner game could be big. That's what Nate <laughs> just asked. Niners Chiefs going to get the biggest viewership of the week. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's a national game, but I think locally, especially one thing with him saying this. Let's just dive into Trey's first half. Th- that like people are going to be talking about that for the next forty eight hours. So the build up, right? It's good that if that had just happened Saturday afternoon, I'm not saying people wouldn't pay attention, but the moment it gets out and people start talking and text change, like he's going to play the whole half. Like I think people are kind of building their day the next couple of days now. Like you're actively thinking, I need to be around my TV at 530. Yeah, it's kind of uh, 30 snaps is what Kyle Shanahan said he's going to get. And if he doesn't get quite around that number, he might even start the third quarter. Kind of crazy it's not an NFL network. Um, the NFL Network game at night is is uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, which I understand. But 30 snaps, so Garoppolo's going to get the first series. Trey's going to play only with the twos. Only with the twos, but he is going to get the, a half, a half of football. So we're going to get a lot to watch from him. Yeah, I mean, that's, guy, that's a is lot. Is that going to be 16, 17 throws potentially? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of runs. It's just going to be a lot of fucking plays. Like, that. that's going to feel like a lot. Series in, series out. And listen, once Mahomes comes out, Henny could be going three and out. Like, you could just get the ball back relatively fast. Yeah. Unless Andy's dialing up plays. Hopefully Andy's a little off, right? And they're just not hitting. Like, I want Trey to have the ball. It's a great evaluation. Like, after this game, and Kyle alluded this when we were just driving back from practice, like, listen... In a couple years, there's not going to be a soul that probably remembers this game, right? <laughs> yeah. But come Sunday and Monday, every it's the only thing people are going to be talking about. Right. And I think the one thing Kyle is good at, he could just fake it, right? And most coaches might not even talk like that, but he's just being honest. Like, come Sunday, when fucking our podcast will do its biggest number since the draft, it'll be the number, one of the biggest topics in the sport, how he looked. Like, and everyone's going to have an opinion. Good, bad, what he looked like, the good plays. Did you see that one throw? What a throw. Or, God, there's a lot to work on. Or, Jesus, he, he doesn't know how to slide. Like, there's going to be a take right now that we have no clue that's coming because we don't really have a – like, we don't even know. I mean, you and I have been at some of these practices, but as we'll get, I'm sure, later on the show, practice has not much in common with the game. I mean, there just really isn't. You know? No. I mean, it's just – it's not even close. Yeah. So it's like whenever he does these 360s in the pocket and rolls out and hits it, it looks awesome when me and you were standing there and the refs flying by us. In that, in the real game, he might trip as four guys hit him in the legs. I don't know. And Tavon Wilson's like, that's not a completion. Even though we caught it, I would have killed him in the ribs. 
right? Yeah. That window doesn't stay open as long as it doesn't practice because I'm going to hit the guy or make a play on the ball. Um, I, the one thing, I'll disagree with Kyle a little bit, although I think he's generally right. You forget what happens in this game. I mean, no one's forgotten what Jalen Hurd did in the preseason. We've been talking about it for two and a half years, right? But he, but he hasn't played. Right. But what comes next is part of what, if, if Trey Lance performs in a way that makes people who haven't been able to see him in practice talk about him the way those of us that have seen him in practice, right? All of a sudden, Mooch all Sunday long on NFL Network and Baldy. And, like, if that's where the conversation goes and they're playing his highlights constantly and they're great plays and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. Then that is something that you will reference back and go, that was the moment when things changed a little bit. But part of that's also dependent on what Garoppolo looks like and we're not going to get to see him much. I, I, I would say the only way it becomes like a moment in time, if he were to go out and throw three or four touchdowns, you would just talk forever, however his career went, especially if it went well, like, Remember the first time he ever fucking played a game for the 49ers in the preseason? It would be part of his legend or whatever. If it goes shitty, though, where I would, you know, it'll be definitely a huge talking point on Sunday, Monday. But, like, with time, that stuff gets forgotten. Like, no one still talks about, remember the, the Denver preseason game for Jimmy? No, because they went on to go to the Super Bowl. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's not even a talking point. It, it can go shitty, and that would be, you know, good for content. But, it doesn't get remembered if then things start going well for him or he just has some better moments. To me, it only gets remembered if it's like historically great. And you're right. just like, oh my God. Because then the momentum of the of the starting kind of comes from the crowd. But like I've said, the, the thing about preseason is it's the first time with quarterbacks, and we'll get into fields a little bit later, is like the fans who are the majority of human beings, Right. The, the people that when these games do a 30 share on Saturday, that means all these people that have not watched anything in practice besides what you can find on the internet, it is their first time to glimpse it. And they kind of help create a conversation even though they're not making the conversation because it's just clear what everyone's talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's their first time to see them, right? And they make the league go around. It's true. <laughs> now, there are some other things besides how does he look, right? Mike McDaniel mentioned uh, Wednesday – that Trey Lance has never taken a play call in his helmet with fans in the in the stands, right? Now, it's not Seattle on the road, week one, or New Orleans, <laughs> but that's a new experience for him. We, we saw on Tuesday he mismanaged a red zone situation. Um, how does he handle the play cocks running down? The headset cuts off. We got to get to the line of scrimmage, snap the ball, and, yeah, make a decision. How does he handle running with – younger players around him, leading them. That's one benefit of playing with the twos and not all the starters is that he does have to kind of maybe to a greater degree tell these guys what to do as opposed to Kittle and Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk all knowing exactly what to do. There's a little more leadership required, right, when he's running with the twos. Um, Does he protect himself? They're going to run him. What does he do when he's made eight yards? Does he slide? Does he go down? Does he get blasted? What happens if he gets blasted? Does he try to truck someone? Does he try to truck someone? Because it's not out of the realm of possibility he can get into a situation, non-linebacker, defensive lineman, where he looks at the DB and goes, I'm much fucking bigger than this guy. And we've talked about he has some cams bigger, but just his running style is kind of cam-ish. Cam realized early. Now, it caught up to him, right, the last couple years. But And I don't blame him. Wait, this little safety is going to try to tackle me? 
Like I'm not. I don't even remember waste Derek Carr's I'm going, moment. I'm going right over him. Remember Derek Carr's moment? It wasn't even was, getting blasted. Was that with Pac-Man? He tried to stiff arm Pac-Man in the helmet. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It, what happened? Oh, he dislocated he got, a finger. Yeah, he or got something. slammed to the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was a bloodbath that game. Yeah, you just. Yeah, I. It's gonna be just. We're gonna. I. I I'm fascinated to watch. Like I have a pretty good idea, but like. His deep ball to me right now, we were talking about a practice, can be a little hit or miss. Uh, for a guy with a strong arm, sometimes it flutters in the air. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the, and Kyle mentioned this, listen, we, we, he does not slide or anything at practice. I, and it's smart because you don't – it wouldn't be a full-speed slide. We talk about what we would do in that situation, but shit, I don't know. It's easy. It's one thing when we're both sitting up and we have sunflower seeds in our mouth and just bullshitting at 7 o'clock at night in the meeting room like – what happens when the Chiefs linebacker's right there? Is he sliding? Is he firing out of bounds? Whatever. Just you have to be safe. Like it was Michael Vick did not know how to slide. RG3 could not slide. Like some guys, once you're in the heat of the moment, you can only do – you just dive forward. The problem with diving forward, they can still hit you. Maybe – I think the NFL's changed that rule a little bit. Like you can't kind of headhunt when he's diving. He's, well, you're you know, in a tough spot, right, because you still could end up – yeah. It puts the defender in a bad spot. But, yeah, you're, you're a little more exposed. Yeah. Um, because you're not giving yourself up in the same way. Uh, that was the other thing Kyle Shanahan said today. He's like, you know, practice. I just try to tell these guys it's like practice, except they can hit you. Well, here, what, what, if, about, what about this, though, guy? That's just your pocket clock now, right? The if play doesn't continue start- after you've been sat, touched. If he's not starting, which, you know, doesn't really feel like he will, but there's a lot of times left. He's going to play in the Lions game, right? And early on in the season, you're are you saying he'll bust get, out all these he'll get runs? a package? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Are you going to bust out all these runs in the game? Like, you need to practice them. Do you even care? It's like, it is what it is. Like, well, we run these plays. Are you saying because you want to make sure you can get like three, four games in, Jimmy's still healthy before you start exposing Trey Lance? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying like you don't want other teams to see your plays going into the regular season. Oh, yeah. Because like his run plays are nothing like Jimmy's. So there is never a play that you and I have seen at practice when he's running the ball that they've ever run since Kyle Shanahan has been with the 49ers. And now they've added those plays. Do you need to practice them in a game and just say, yeah. screw it, he's I mean, one of our better players? Wouldn't you argue we're playing 11-on-11 11 11 if my quarterback is actually a run-pass threat? There's not a whole lot you can do defense. Like, there's not some secret. It's just he's going to read and he'll make a decision. Yeah, So and show the I, plays and just make teams get I, ready for it. Because that's the other thing, are pretty right? pre- They're pretty prevalent in the NFL now. You would just go to North Dakota State, and I think you'd watch some of those plays and go, this is probably what they're going to do. And it's like, yeah, it's basically what the Niners give them, Give them something else to prepare for, John. Yeah. But they already are. That's what I'm saying. So they're already preparing, but they don't know what's coming. You run that play. It kind of does show that you're going to do some of the zone read, RPO type stuff. I, I would do it. some RPO. Yeah, I, I think they're going to. I would do it in practice and say, "Here's we're, we're going to try and get our guy better because we think if we execute this play, it's it's six yards and you're not stopping it. Against the Chiefs, you would do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would run. Uh, you're not going to do everything, but I would do some of that with Trey Lance. I want Trey Lance to get ready to play. And again, I, I think pro- if those are plays that if, you run, if your guy's skilled enough to run them, you can't stop them. Would you run the up-the-gut no, quarterback run? No, that plays? one I would not. I wouldn't. He either. already knows how to run that. I would not run that play. I would only do you're outside the tackle box where worst case scenario you could hit the ground and be safe. I would not do up the gut stuff. Nothing guard to guard. We ain't you know a lot of riffraff in there. A lot of people falling on people. 
That's going to be a play they're definitely going to run. I just don't know if I'm running that in the preseason. we yeah. got a lot of, as uh, what did Mike McCarthy call them, Harry High School, Johnny Tryhards. You just got a lot of people, even your seconds. like the Trying to make their mojo moments. Game. Yeah, they're just trying to show the team they should be starters, <clears throat> right? Or like I'm better than the third string guy who's nipping at my, my heels. It's, it is... It's a scary time, I, I think, sometimes when some of the randoms start getting in there. It's one thing when your true backups are there. You're like, okay, this guy's especially on defense, backups play a lot, right? Rotational linebackers, right. all the defense. Like a backup defensive line, he might go, I make $3 million and I play on average 28 snaps a game, right? So it's like he's a normal player, but there are going to just be some, like the safety doesn't quite know what he's doing. Maybe some practice squad guys who have never been in a game. The offensive linemen, to me, and this back to the quarterbacks, where it gets a little scary. Those guys just, you know, back. sometimes there's a distinct drop-off between a backup and a starter. Well, in this case, I would say there is. Well, spe- well think about center. Like, I don't even know. Trent Williams, Alex Mack? Yeah. Uh, there's going like, to be a drop-off. Big time. Right. Even, uh, uh, I mean, McGlinchey's played a lot. I mean, he's Yes, there's a drop. There's a drop. Starting, John, I mean, it's. Not all of them, but st- uh, I'd be interested if we – I hadn't really thought about this. After quarterback, where we would say the biggest drop-off happens from starter to backup usually, right? Most teams in the league don't ha- – there aren't 32 really good starters. There are a lot of teams with, like, good backup pass rushers, right? What, what position has the biggest drop-off after tackle. that? Tackle. Tackle. Because you could – We've seen it. Every team has, like, Kendrick Bournes who can have, like, nine catch games, right? Like your backup wide receiver. Yeah, it's not receiver. It's definitely not. It's not running back. Corner, I I mean. Star, star middle linebacker. But, yeah, corner. It'd be tackle or corner. But your corner. How about center? More corners are in the same realm. There's only a couple star corners. Like, there is a, like, all, I'd say about 20 starting tackles are just pretty, obviously, Trent and some of these guys are the high-end guys. But, like, most teams feel pretty good about their left and right tackle. A lot of teams do not feel good about their backup tackle. They're like, oh, my God, if this guy has to play, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. If you did the Sando tiers list on corners, it'd be like four tier one guys, everyone else. How many star corners can you even name? Yeah. it's. I, I think there's less now than ever, but there are still a lot of big-time offensive linemen in the league. God makes those people well. Look, I think a lot of guys at corner have been. It's just way sexier now than ever to play wide receiver. Even though there's a lot of money to be made if you're a legit corner, like they make like 18 million. Xavier Howard just got a, a raise. There's he more was, snaps. He was already corner. making yeah. 15. Just like there's more receivers. There's more. There's got to be more corners now because everyone's throwing the ball more. You're doing your seven on seven camps. There's just a lot of. Yeah, there's snaps. a lot of money to be made at corner. You play I think a lot, a lot of, of snaps. Guys. You could argue there's less competition. Like yeah, you should play corner. Maybe you can stand out more because everyone's playing receiver. Yeah, um, and everyone's looking for a corner because of all because there's such depth at receiver. To to finish to go back to Trey for a second, I think one of the things Kyle Shanahan said was was that you you wouldn't mind seeing a little adversity to see how he handles. It'll be interesting, right? If the offensive line isn't giving him a lot of time, obviously we're all watching it. We get playing with the ones and the twos is different, but how does he handle that? Because as much as it can be a, a detriment to how you play, it's also an opportunity if you elevate those guys around you. If you elevate the twos, if you're leading scoring drives with the twos, now that's something we say, oh, look, you did that with the twos, you get extra, it's a little bit of extra credit. So it's an opportunity. 
Well, as Mike McDaniel, I've never heard a coach say that. Like, we look forward to coaching him up on the good, and hopefully there's some bad too. Like, he, and he's right. I, I think a lot of coaches think like that. They just don't say that because you're not trying to put like bad vibes into the air. But then Kyle kind of got asked about it. Uh, but he's right. Like you, you. I, I think sometimes it can happen in the preseason, and this I learned early on from Lewis Riddick that like production. Back when there were four preseason games, by the fourth preseason game, there'd be a dude with like three touchdowns. In 400 yards, they'd be like, well, what's the context? You'd be like, well, he had a lot of big runs in the fourth quarter of these games. Or a quarterback with a really high completion percentage. And I heard someone say, maybe it was NFL radio the last couple weeks, and they were remembering the first time, oh, it was Mike Lombardi saying that he saw Kurt Warner on preseason tape. And you remember like asking one of his scouts, like, who the hell is this guy? And he was just saying the talent. Because sometimes in preseason, if I just see a box score of like a backup quarterback, you're like, God, he went 10 of 12. Kyle's like, well, it could be a lot of dump-offs, right? So it's like, Trey, we could manipulate his numbers, and especially in this offense, right? Some of the nakeds and the news and the dumb. But I want to see him just five-step drop, fucking some, you know, intermediate to deep breaking routes. Like, how does he fucking throw it, right? How accurate is he? And that you have to kind of... The good thing, if you're the offensive coordinator, you can set it up to see what he can do in certain situations. Because in this offense, you could give him... I think Jordan loves a guy that's going to play a lot. I saw Rodgers isn't playing. You could make it so it's relatively easy in this offense. Just do a lot of runs and then do nakeds and nudes, right? Which is part of the offense, but like... It's not the reality of the world, which no. is guaranteed adversity. Because in that offense, like even when McVay, Kyle, and LaFleur with Rodgers have been on... That's usually how their drives start, right? Just run naked, run, run, nude, you know, just a bunch of... And you can just gash and you're like, what a first 15 from McVay, right? And then by the second quarter, all that bullshit's kind of gone. You're just like, well, it's third and eight, you know? Let's see what you got. Yep. All these guys, though, their first 15 looks relatively similar, especially if the runs are hitting a little bit. It's like, oh, play action's coming. And then it's like, Kittle wide open, you know, uh, there's Higby. And then, and then all of Twitter's like, LaFleur, what a first 15 from LaFleur. Well, yeah, because when this offense works, it's fucking unstoppable. But, and that's where Rodgers is like, once he embraced it, you then have to like become the, a player. <laughs> you know, it's just not everything just as easy after yeah. your first couple drives. Right. Eventually, you're the player. You have to make the plays. You have to yeah. overcome bad play calls. You have to make it, decisions. It, would you agree, though, in this offense, when it's just scripted perfectly, that first drive's like, oh, damn. Well, when it starts with a 17-yard run, that's how yeah. you know it's going to be uh, a, good <laughs> yeah. day, a good day for the offense. So, you know, uh, uh, we talked about kind of what we're going to talk Let's actually – let's go to what we're going to watch for on Saturday, John, and then we can – is that cool? And then we'll dive cool. to some of the yeah. other, other things that are related to this. Outside of Trey Lance, other things to watch for. Uh, I, I'm – I know what I would say if we were gonna if I started, but I started with this thing on a topic we did a couple days ago. So uh, let's let's just rattle some things here. What are we watching for outside of the quarterbacks on Saturday? Uh, well, I had mentioned the running game, you know, with the quarterback, but a huge part of the quarterback running game in this offense, if it is Cam Newton, E, are the running backs like just kind of that connection between the two of them, right? If they're doing zone reads, uh, Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, uh, Trey Lance. Elijah Mitchell, Trey Lance, and Wayne Gallman, some of these guys that, you know, I don't know, some of them are going to make the team. The, the Niners are going to cut some running backs that have played in the NFL, right? Not, not, Trey Sermon's a lock. Mozart's a lock. 
feels like all those other spots are kind of up for grabs. So these running backs, it'll be interesting to see who's playing where. Like it wouldn't shock me if Moser just does not play. Like if, if you told me he's just in street clothes, I'd say that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then I would assume if that's the case, wouldn't you Trey, Trey Sermon is the starting running back? Yep. And then like, what's the next rotation? It could get. I think the next rotation gives us a little gauge. Like, okay, who's at where? But as Kyle mentioned today, as we were driving home, because <clears throat> they're like, does your rotation necessarily mean like who's going to make your team right now? And he's like, well, it kind of builds up. You base off other positions. It's you can't just put the puzzle to gate just because this guy came in the second running back means he's a lock to make the team. But it does give you kind of like where he at, is at currently, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. Like, is it Elijah Mitchell? Is it Wayne Gallman? Is it Hasty? Hasty, the kid from Hasty made a nice play today. He made some runs yesterday. Um, the uh, the other part of it is not just the rotation, but Trey Sermon specifically. You and I have talked about him a lot. We all have. I mean, he's a high-profile player. He was highly drafted for a running back. Is he going to be an impact player? Period. Right? And part, all these guys, part of their deal is, is yards after contact. That's part of playing for Kyle Shanahan. So, finally, we get some some real opposition contact. Um, I think a guy I mentioned on the last podcast, this he's not under the radar anymore, at least around the Niners, maybe around the league a little bit. But um, at receiver, Shurfield, who uh, Trent Shurfield seems to – I think Trey likes him. Maybe they're just together a lot, but Lance trusts him, just judging off of the, some of the throws he's made to him. Uh, now, some of these drills are set up. You're throwing the ball – anyway to a guy but I think they have a connection um and Sherfield obviously is a guy that's got very good NFL special teams experience he's a guy that a lot of people have been talking about but now it's like okay does he stand out in one of these games too at the end of the day he wasn't playing a ton receiver for the Cardinals now the Cardinals have a lot of receivers that they prioritize because they've drafted them but I'd say that's one thing you're looking for is like this guy has looked good in these practices is it going to translate to a preseason game how about the fighting John Gruden's Arden Key Mo Hurst. They added Eddie Vanderdose from Sacramento, UCLA Bruin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shalik Calhoun, who I just think is more of a body. But they clearly, like the Niners, valued all these guys that at one point, but especially Key and Hurst, like they think those guys are scheme fits. At one point in time, the Raiders thought that too. They just did not work at all and randomly got cut in the middle of the year. You know, are these guys locks to make the team? Kind of feels that way with Arden Key. I don't know as much about Mo Hurst, but who knows? Like those guys could have a big impact. Yeah. Fighting John Gruden's. I like that. How about um, Aaron Banks, the right he's guard big. they drafted? Big guy. It doesn't feel at this point like he's going to be their starting right guard. Uh, feels like it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. But just you know, this is a guy you invested in. Part of the, of a, you know, you're just constantly trying to make sure that you're young in some spots because you're going to need to be spending money in other spots. So young and good. Um, so him being good is important to them, right? If you've got a guard here, that's your guard for the next seven, eight years. Like that's, that takes that draft you just had to another level. So they need that. What about getting a little uh, fantasy scattering report across the field? Clyde, see how he's looking. I read a fantasy article yesterday. Edward Zelair talked about big comeback players this year. I, I don't want to say he underwhelmed, but he was a sexy pick to be like a top 10 guy last year because people thought he could have a bunch of catches and didn't quite go as planned. I think he got banged up a little bit too. But he's a lot of people talked about he could be like a legit fantasy star. Yeah. Now, we play daily fantasy, but... That's right, we do. Um, uh, Somebody asked, this is actually a good 
time to bring this in. A few. Uh, where did this comment go? Um, does anyone know if Hurd is making his debut? No, Jalen Hurd is not making his debut. He did have a couple of nice catches on Thursday. Uh, as we watch back to back, like 15, 20 yard catches. Jalen Hurd's not playing this weekend. I don't believe. No, I, I, I don't think he's playing this weekend. Uh, pretty sure that's what Kyle Shanahan said on Thursday gotcha. or Wednesday, whatever. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had heard for back to back 15 and 20 yard catches, John, but we're on the other side of the field. Air, air yards, big on air yards um, on Thursday, which was good to see because I actually, before it happened, I turned to you and said, Has Jalen Hurd made a catch at any practice we've been at in 11 on 11? So there's that. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, I don't think he's he just got here, right? So he's not playing. Uh oh, I know who you want to see. You didn't mention him. Who? Robbie? Talanoa Hufanga. Like, oh, what does yeah. he look like at NFL game speed? He would have there were a couple of plays today he would have killed some people. Yeah. But uh, you're just not allowed to. Because yeah. they're your teammates. So you pull up and you tap them on their ass, they run by, and you just kind of go back and you give some high fives and you get back in the huddle. There there has to be It'd be fascinating to do like a legit sit down with some of these guys. Like we talk a lot about like flipping the switch. It is a pretty big flip switch to flip when you practice for weeks on end where you just really pull up and you hit them on the butt, hit them on the ass, maybe, t- maybe a little thud. And then the feeling when you just go like there, once the game goes right, there is no, you just, we're not, there's no two hand touch, right? There's no thud. There is, we're playing to kill. Yeah. Well, not to kill anymore. We're playing no. to tackle physically hard mean. on the ground. Uh, you know, head head below the shoulders and up because we don't want penalties. Can't lead with the crown. Right. It's all about pad level, John. It's all about pad level. Ankle flexion you, and pad level. You and I remember had an argument years ago about the, the college thing, about them kicking them out. The one thing I would imagine the penalty is much harsher in college that those guys are pretty accustomed to it. It just, if you are going to become a pro, my, my issue has always been sometimes late in the season, like a senior who might not be an NFL player. It happened, like in, the, it happened to Clemson in the uh, semifinal. Yeah, I get very bothered by that. I especially because I, th- I think at this point in time, it's just not malicious anymore, really, yeah, for the I, most part. You know, my attitude has always been you're doing this for the sport and you're going to have some victims along the way, unfortunately. But. I think these guys now are pretty accustomed. Like a guy like Hufanga, has, his entire time in college, right, was those rules. So mm-hmm. you just – it does, once it starts coming up the pipeline, maybe you'll just see guys have less and less. Now, there's still a human element, right? If you are going so fast, the guy's going so fast, there's just collisions that I think a lot of us, when social media goes like, that was over the line. Like, it's easy to say sitting on your fucking couch eating peanuts. Right. You know? Right. And remember, one thing they changed was it used to be they couldn't overturn it on replay. Yeah. I, and I now they can. on that. Yeah. Now they can. Um, so it's, but, it, but it's still a penalty, right, in college. The penalty doesn't get picked up. You just don't get tossed. Uh, I do think they can overturn the penalty now. Yeah. Now, gotcha. if there's also a personal foul attached to it, sometimes the personal foul can stand, but the... But that's two different things. Progress. I'm just looking for progress. Uh, you know, I expect just the circumstances of most NFL seasons, particularly the Niners seasons, have been a lot of corners have to play. Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore. Does one of those guys become a guy that you feel like you can rely on as the season goes along? The likelihood that you'll need one of them, I think, is high. Right? You're already down tart. Um, you've you've been without Mosley for a period of time. Obviously, in his history, Jason Verrett, best shape of his life. Uh, but 
you Kwan Williams has been. You just need depth at this position where there's not a ton. Uh, so I mean, there's one and. There's one major thing to watch for. Hopefully one of those guys pops for you. Maybe both, but feels... I don't know if you heard either one of them talk. It does feel like they're they're still trying to figure some things out. So we'll see what that looks like on Sunday or Saturday. That's all I got. That's all you got on what to watch for. Yeah. That's that's a lot to watch for, John. Uh, since you mentioned DraftKings, it's one of our favorite things to do over the course of the season. Let's tell the people this podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at DraftKings promo code HAM. Right now, download the app or go to the .com. I like to get everything out in front of me on the .com, and uh, I like to feel like Axe, you know, just messing with all my numbers on my computer screen. Promo code HAM at DraftKings, John. Big thing's happening. Yep. Football's almost here, and DraftKings is obviously ready to go. The official partner of the National Football League. It's giving you a shot to turn big plays into even bigger prizes. Introducing the new Instant Win Challenge from DraftKings Wild Cards. Download the DraftKings app, and obviously use the promo code HAM. First wild card for free. That's up to $50 million worth of prizes. $50 million. Mm. It's easy. Download the app. Claim your first wild card, which will reveal either weekly player challenges or instant win prizes, like tickets to the Super Bowl, SoFi Stadium. Oh, that's a nice little trip. Download the app right now. Use the code HAM to play DraftKings wild cards. Remember, that's promo code HAM when you sign up. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Podcast also brought to you by our friends at Deck.com. Slash Hammer. Right now, you get free shipping on one of Deck's sick decked drawer systems for your truck. Yep. Uh, Deck.com slash Ham. Here's the thing. It makes organizing, uh, accessing, protecting, and securing everything you need in the back of your truck much easier. Each of Deck's two full-length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. And Deck has a true 2,000-pound payload capacity load floor. You got 2,000 pounds? You got a four-wheeler? Put it on top of that bad boy. Uh, Deck drawer system keeps your gear secure. It's out of sight, out of mind. No one can see it. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers. And you can't remove the system. So it's safe, guy. Safety's key. Draw, uh, the drawers lock. Uh, looks, excuse me, drawer locks huh? are available for added security and peace of mind. Yeah, that's right. And weatherproof. Plus, you can also modify, as many people do in tailgating season. You throw some ice in the drawers. You throw some beverages in the drawers. You throw your grill on the top of your TV, and you are rolling. Right now, deck.com slash ham. The deck drawer system, 100% made in the USA, backed with a three-year no-hassle warranty. But as they told us, they've never turned anybody down for a warranty. Second to none customer service. We talked to the folks at Deck, and they were all up front and all about it. Here's what you do. You go to deck.com. Slash ham to get free shipping. That's decked.com slash ham to get free shipping on your decked drawer system. Decked.com slash ham. Do it. All right. Um, Saturday night. It's not just Trey Lance, John. Actually, Thursday night we got a Mac Jones, but that's not what this is about. I know this. If I'm in charge of NFL media, uh, dot, Twitter, Instagram page, if I'm House of Highlights uh, NFL person, there are two games I am locked in on, and I'm clipping off every single thing that these two guys do. We talked about one, Trey Lance. Can you guess who the other one is? I'm going to go the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields, who while Kyle kind of gave a number, it's a little finite, I'll be shocked unless it's a really unique circumstance he comes out in the second half. 
Matt Nagy today said there's a decent chance he plays into the fourth quarter. So the I think you could see a combined like 60 snaps, maybe 70 if he gets 40 between these two guys. And I think of the rookie quarterbacks, you know, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are starters. So there's no controversy there. I know Urban Meyer said it, but we all Trevor Lawrence is going to fucking start. Zach Wilson is the starter. Mac Jones, let's face it, no one's that excited to watch him play except the Jones family and maybe some Alabama fans. I'm excited. I, I'm not. I'm excited to watch Number 50? Is he still wearing 50 I, on Thursday night? I don't think he's legally allowed to. He had to change his number. I think people think whether that happens or not, like these, shoes, these two deserve to be the starters week one. There is no way on God's green earth I could make Andy Dalton the starter over Justin Fields. And I do think for both guys, they have a chance to just make some two or three incredible highlights that just own the internet and own football fans. And like I said with Trey, listen, the fans have no pull beside the league would not exist without them. They provide every penny for the league. The reason the league is thriving is because of TV deals, is because of the people. But, like, there becomes a pressure in markets like with the Niners and the Bears, two of the league's biggest brands. I clicked on Forbes today. I think the Niners were fifth, and they were like seventh. Now, you and I always say it's really a fake number because if the Niners or Bears were like, they're for sale, what the fuck would those two franchises go for? Hint, a lot. Especially <laughs> the Niners because their stadium for. is new and sweet. Very true. So what do you think the Bears would go for? Four billion? Name a number. Just who's bidding? <laughs> yeah. How many are available? So one, th- this guy, like their fan base, I-, I just think that it could, for both coaches, could get pretty intense come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? If these guys just kind of take off like rock. Yeah, and I'd say I, even I, I'm in telling some you, ways- I think they both have polarizing moments that. Their talent is just physical talent is immense. I think in some ways even more pressure for the Bears, just given that they're just under more pressure to like literally save jobs, that kind of thing, right? Dalton has no equity with anyone. They, with but the fan, but Matt right? Nagy and Ryan Pace have every reason to play this guy as soon as possible because they're they want contract, they want to keep their jobs and get contract extensions. Let me read to you. Let me show you uh, for those of you that can see this some tweets from Thursday's Bears Bears practice. Here's one. Adam Hoge, Hoge, Hoge. Well, there's no doubt the best QB on the field today was Justin Fields. Here's another one from Jeff Dickerson. Justin Fields was on fire during deep red zone period versus the Dolphins. Had three touchdown passes and a nifty out-of-pocket scramble. Dan uh, Widerer, Justin Fields, absolutely masterful in a six-play <laughs> low red zone period. Three TD passes and an astute tuck-and-run touchdown. Well, I would say one thing these two guys share... Someone DM me the other day. They're like, is it weird that I haven't seen one completion of Trevor Lawrence all training camp on my social media? I'm like, yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Maybe, but it's also like, I'm sorry, the Jags is kind of irrelevant. These two guys. Did Urban tell them not to tweet stuff? I don't know. Yeah, potentially. I'm not saying that social media means that much, but they have had a shitload of momentum for rookie quarterbacks that aren't starting, right? Like that little stretch. Oh, Six days ago, I could have inputted Trey Lance, right? Or five or four days, whatever, right? They both have stretches like this mm. where everyone that's allowed into practice, the writers and reporters, are maybe I, – I, you and I have seen sometimes with Trey Lance, sometimes the tweets are probably a little over-dramatized. Yeah. But I think part of it is because you know the reaction. Like, I don't think Justin Fields didn't make a sweet play, right? He clearly is doing some incredible stuff. 
You know why? Because both these guys are elite physical talents. Elite. Fields probably better than than uh, than Trey Lions. when you think about it, right? He's faster. He's bigger shorter, arm. but I think he's got a bigger arm. Yeah, I do too. But he's definitely. I mean, when you have a quarterback guy that runs a four four zero, like you know how fast that is. Like Trey is not going to bust a fifty yard run more than likely. Justin Fields could. Like, what if he takes one to the crib for like fifty yards as a runner? Like RG three. Yeah, he's more likely to run away from everybody else on the field than Trey Lance is. Right. How do you keep if he does stuff like that? You're right. Like there, there's just a different level. The franchisers different spots. I, I I think it's it'd be it'd probably be more feasible for Fields to just take over the job than it probably would for Trey Lance because Kyle just might not want to. It's <laughs> just me that, that simple. Yeah, we're naggy. You just get to the point. Like, what are we doing? Don't they open up against the the Rams? I yes, also they play the Rams. I also wonder to what degree Nagy will consider the fact that when they signed Andy Dalton, they told him he's the starting quarterback. Are they going to care about that when this comes? This decision needs they, to be made. Do they do they want to let Andy get week two against the Bengals? A little homecoming. Yeah. It's actually in Chicago, so it's not totally yeah, a nice homecoming. game to have Justin Fields playing. But do you let him play against the Rams? Could get his ass kicked Sunday Night Football. Well, then the decision's made for you. Yeah, Bengals. Uh, Marcellus says John John had said that he wasn't sure of Trey, of Trey Lance's running speed after watching him in practice. Do you guys have any worries? I think we think. I don't want to answer for you, but I think we think. The same thing we thought after watching his tape. He's fast enough to, to make big plays, but he's not running away from anybody. What, what, what have you thought? Yeah, I was told by... We shouldn't by, say he's not um, running away from anybody. He's just... He might get caught in some situations. Yeah, I think the Niners thought he was a four five five guy based on the information and data they had, you know, cut before they picked him. And I think, yeah, it's... Honestly, four five eight four six. Four six is fast. I think when I when you say four six, you're like, God, it's kind of slow. You know what Fields at four four zero or four four two or whatever the hell he ran at his own little pro day, that is incredible. If you have a quarterback that runs a four five eight historically in the league, that is hauling ass, right? Yeah. I mean Brady runs a five four and he's the greatest quarterback ever. Now he's not a runner, but but when you do run a four six, how many guys on defense can't catch you, right? Yeah, there like will be wants catching you or yeah, whoever. Yeah, he's going to have big plays. I still believe that with his legs, but some of these are going to end after twenty six yards with him just kind of veering out of bounds with a couple people bearing down on him. Yeah, when I think of Trey as a runner, I think more like Deshaun Watson or Young Russell. Right, he's going to have like twenty yard runs. I, I just not Kaepernick. That's like, the one right. Kaepernick straight line. Just whoosh. you agree that's not taking place. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not going to have rushing touchdowns, but it's not going to be dusting everybody. And we saw that when we watched his college tape. What if Fields is dusting people? Yeah, I mean, he, he's more likely to do it. Niner by Nature 88 on YouTube says Trey has more arm talent. Yeah, I mean, if no, by I arm... Would, well, well hold, what are we talking about disagree. here? Arm strength or arm talent? I do think Trey's better in terms of touch throws and intermediate throws yeah. and okay. you know some of that. But in terms of arm strength, this is where all these different labels... What, what does some of this stuff mean? I think that's what that person's referring to. But in turn, if they s- both knelt at the 50, who would throw it further? I think it'd be field. But whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. these are, we're talking about the reason Brady is, because, is great is because the, the Pro Bowl uh, 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 skills contest is not the NFL game. Right. Yeah. You're for, you this get guys is why out the combine. like Greg Maddox. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But I'd say Fields does have a, like, more Scherzer. Ah, well. 
You're right. He's not as he's more of a close. Well, I don't want to say he's more of a closer. Maybe a two pitch we'll pitcher. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Players got to develop. Um, all right. Well, we've been watching Hard Knocks, and uh, the Dak Prescott situation. Oh, oh, forget about just Hard Knocks. How about the tw- one of the more bizarre team tweets I've seen came Wednesday. We've all seen the official Cowboys account. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. But Dak Prescott's getting another MRI. I saw, I didn't see who, I don't remember who did it. It was funny. They were like, oh, is this just a recreational MRI? <laughs> Maybe it was Jeff Schwartz or somebody. As in like just an MRI for fun. You can go from having a star quarterback to not having anybody real quick. So when you see that, is that a reason if Trey Lance beats Jimmy Garoppolo out, long way to go to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around no matter the price? Yeah, it, I mean, I'm sure we'll get as we get closer and we have more clarity on the situation. If Trey were to beat him out, you know, the financial stuff, I, I, I think that situation really brings into light who gives a flying fuck about $25 million backup. It, it just doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, Jed York. Yeah, but as he has so much, he you're really leads leads is, leads is paying for Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Yeah, I, I just think you can start pinching pennies when you don't necessarily have to because you see with Dak how fast a position of strength and whether he's overpaid or not, it's kind of sad that we don't really know because he hasn't got to play, but like he is good, right? He is a top 10, probably starting quarterback. The Cowboys without him are, you told me you had to skip some of the practice stuff. I mean, I, I started playing on my phone. Yeah, like, I, it, it's not even watch Danucci. If it's Ben like when the, mu- when the music starts, it's just like, all right, I'll, it's just, they're done. Fast forward. Like, if I had to give you an over-under of five and a half, Dak didn't play a game this year for the Cowboys. Would they hit the over? 17 games? How many games does Dak play? Or if Oh, Zero. how many games yeah. do they win if he doesn't play? Yeah, under. They'll suck. So they, they would suck. And with them, I think they could compete to, you know, win eight, nine games, win the division, right? They'd be, yeah, so, I mean, they could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe their coach just stinks. But that just shows you the Niners, it's not going to be like this next year. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be on the team. And they're going to have Trey Lance. And more than likely, they're just going to have some random backup. Right? A, a Nick Mullins type. M- maybe, I guess, they could go old like they did with Mahomes, Chad Henney. That was Veach's whole deal. We Chase wanted Daniel. a guy that was married. Uh, it, it might be worth it to get like an Andy Dalton type. So maybe your backup would be not as shitty as like Sudfeld and, and Rosen. But like he's not going to be Foles. Jimmy. Yeah, someone it could be, but I, I mean, just someone like that. Kyle. So that's they're in a situation where you better enjoy it because I think the Dallas just shows, and every team knows this. Like when you're stark, what what what, what was Bill Polian's whole thing? Like, yeah, Peyton goes down, we're done. Like, it, someone's like, what if he gets hurt? Well, he's like, it doesn't matter. Or season's over. What do you mean? What if he goes down? Like, he's the team. Yeah, and it's the Brady's like that. Like, if Brady were to go down in Tampa, they would be better than the Cowboys, right? They would still, their defense would be elite. If Trask or one of those guys had to play Gabbard, maybe they could compete to go 500 or even, but it would be hard. Like, I, every game is like, they could lose. I also think if you'd, if you'd had back three straight playoff years in a row, then you can, okay, if something happens and we're just, you know, dead in the water or whatever, we just bite the bullet and get ready for next year. But that's not been the case with the Niners, and the Niners have had two quarterback seasons, two seasons basically wiped out by, by quarterback injuries, right? Yeah. So for them, it's like, well, let's protect against what's been happening to us, which has happened to us last year, happening again. Now, as you said, 
if Jimmy Garoppolo, if we're through three ga- through preseason games or even after one preseason game, he's like, God, his Trey's just not ready yet, then this isn't even a discussion because, as Kyle Shanahan said, he's pretty sure Trey Lance is making the team. But if Trey Lance looks better and it really does pick up some could Trey Lance be your week one starter conversation, then this is more of a decision. What do you do with Garoppolo? Are you willing to pay him $25 million? Are you going to try and pay him $14 million to be your backup? What are you going to do? Is there a number that makes it not worth it to you? And, and what we're saying is just look at Dak. There's not a number, even if Jimmy refuses to take $15 million and you know if we cut him, he's not going to be back on this team because someone else will give him 13 whatever, as far-fetched as that might feel. Is there a number if we said it's all or nothing? You're either paying him 25 to be your backup or he's not on your team and you're not getting a first-rounder for him. What do you do? This is, the, this is the year you bite the bullet and you keep him. Yeah. I think it also shows that – you know, in these situations, once your quarterback goes on to make huge cash, like part of the reason they don't have three million or five million dollars to pay Andy Dalton, right? Now he got ten from the Bears, but you know what I mean? Like they gave Dak forty. Right. So once you're eventually like you made this trade to have this quarterback become a ten year guy that one day hopefully makes a lot of money, you get in these situations where there is no backup plan. Like even part of the reason the Raiders are able to have Marriott Derek doesn't make that much money. I mean, relative to us normal humans, he does. But NFL standards, like if Derek, his next contract goes to $38, $40 million, your backup then becomes a Ben DiNucci. Like part of the thing is, like historically with Seattle, we never know who their backup is. It was that kid from TCU for a while. Now it's Geno Smith. Well, Geno Smith was so bad, they got him for so cheap. Rodgers, until they got love, Rodgers' backups like for five years were a joke. It was like second and third rounders. It was like Deshaun Kaiser or whatever. It just didn't matter. So... You get sometimes in a unique situation where you just got them both. And the Chiefs, because someone hit me up on a DM or an email that was like, do you think that Andy ever regrets not just going with Mahomes from day one? Maybe they have two Super Bowls now and another Super Bowl berth and just had like this incredible four or five year run. I'm like, I think that's sometimes easy to say looking back. But I would imagine, especially where he was coming from, he needed a lot of molding. But... By the end of that season, remember when he played that game for Denver, who knows how good maybe they were by the end, but yeah. it might have been tough early on. Uh, and Alex was good, so it's like they didn't necessarily take a step back as a team, but their high end was going to be limited as long as they were with Alex. But they did have a good, looking back, like that season they had a good backup plan, right? They had those two guys. But you only get those two guys like in Trey situation for these couple years because even next year they could spend eight million dollars on Mariota. Or, I, I'm just using him arbitrarily. You can pick anyone, but it doesn't like once you get to Josh Allen situation. Like they're Mitch Trubisky's probably the most expensive backup they'll ever have, right? He's making like and he doesn't even make that much, like two and a half. You just don't have any money, and you get into a situation like the Cowboys pay Danucci eight hundred grand. That's really the only backup they can afford. Now they're not the their finances as a team are always usually out of whack. <laughs> you know, Jerry's not, you know, sometimes I think gets a little overzealous with some of his contracts, but the Niners are pretty lucky. Like for a situation last year we saw it couldn't have been any shittier. I would say going into a season, like you feel pretty good about it. Even if Trey were to beat him out and then Trey were to get hurt, you're like Jimmy Garoppolo's your backup? Like, would Jimmy Garoppolo immediately be the best backup in the league? You'd have to be. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even be close. Yeah. I, I think this is why the situation like in Minnesota is so probably frustrating for for them because they've gotten expensive, right? And they don't they, – Jake Browning, I think, is their backup. They got Kellen Mond on the roster. 
But Kirk Cousins' cap number is got to be huge. Thirty-one next year, it's forty-five. I think Kirk Cousins next year's forty-five million dollar cap in twenty twenty-two. What's his, what's his dead cap? Forty-five million dollars. So he ain't going anywhere. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So, you know, that's where it's like it's critical for them that Kellen Mond is what they th- They would love for Kellen Mond. That's why they wanted Fields. Now, they could, here's the irony is they couldn't have done anything. If Fields beats well, them also, out, they would have been $45 million on the hook next year for Kirk Cousins. So it's also why Zimmer's in his ass like, bro, you got to get this fucking shot. Like, I mean, we cannot. We are paying you so much money. What are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's... Zimmer is not happy about because that. it's not there, just I, I, there about, could be a 50-50 chance Kirk Cousins just misses a game. Zimmer, if that John, happens, I bet it's better because here's the deal: it's not just about getting COVID. It's contact tracing stuff. Though. It's what did we say? If you take this many tests over the course of how many months, the odds yeah. of you getting uh, false positive, you getting yeah. Brandon. I remember Brandon Ayuk false positive. He gets tested every day as a non-vaccinated player. So you get a false positive on a Saturday. Nobody Monday. Hey, I didn't actually have it. Well, cool. We can't go back in time. Brandon Ayuk false positive last year. Davis Mills. It happened I, to him at Stanford. I, I, like I, the I, odds I, of you getting a false. Like Nick Rolovich, the coach of Washington State, are very high if you're going to get tested yeah, I, this much. I the math just is the, not in your favor on the on the uh, margin of error. I think there's a 50-50 chance of Zimmer fighting Cousins this year because that if that happens. Can you imagine, like, he just misses the Lions game and they lose? You know, they Zimmer's trying to – this job's on the line. He might kill Kirk Cousins, literally, figuratively. Like, this, is that, lit- is that what dead cap means? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is dead. It's like, oh, Can you imagine the story of Cousins showing up with a black eye? Here's the thing. The media would support Zimmer if that happened. I'll promise you that. Well, I mean, again, like, guys, I wouldn't blame him. Not every coach that got not every player agrees, but it's a business decision because you, you know, you'd get enough of these tests. It's just that there is a margin of error on these things. And I'm not going to hear your excuse if it's a false positive. He's not going to hear it. It doesn't matter if I hear it. But that's just well, the he reality. Said he, gonna, the he said he was going to plexiglass his, uh, his area in the quarterback meeting room. Uh, look, again, it's not about getting it for some of these no, guys. No, it's not. It, it's, that's it's why they're simply, so adamant about it. Because we saw last year that mistakes are made. It's guaranteed. Well, it's simply a competitive disadvantage right now. That's just 100% end of story I saw in my Instagram timeline. Rod Woodson was just like, this is just about wins and loss. Like, your, your teammates are dependent on you. And at this point in time... Like, if all your teammates had it, it wouldn't be cool. If you cost us... I do think there has a chance to be one of those forfeited games, even though we were talking before practice with a buddy that works for the Niners. Like, I don't know. The NFL is just going to cancel games. As punishment? The only people getting punished are the people who make the money, which is the NFL. Yeah, and the TV network. So it's more... That's probably not going to happen. So never mind. Your punishment will be you got to play Wednesday at 10 a.m. That'll be the punishment. But they claim they wouldn't do that for for an unvaccinated breakout problem. We'll see. What's CBS like? Uh, Guys, uh, we got uh, we got an inventory. Well, the league's gonna be like, wait, who are we punishing here? Because we're the ones that we got the TV, we got the the tickets. Who's really getting punished? So, in any event, all right. Uh, but that'll be a big story. If like this is part of the future, this is a a predict uh, uh, a window into the future. If, if Trey Lance looks, 
if this conversation continues to the will Kyle Shanahan really consider making him the starting quarterback, then this is going to be a huge conversation. What do you do with Garoppolo? And by the way, that's another another part of it is just given that there's another factor here that is just involved in how a quarterback could miss a game, right? Even though it's unlikely, but that's another way you could miss a game. I got to figure out my schedule on Saturday. That The Fields game's at 10 a.m. We had talked about this, but I just out of sight, out of mind, I forgot. So we got 10 a.m. and 5.30? Yeah. Like, I got to figure out, like, I go to the gym early. I got to figure that one out. I want to watch that bad boy. I'm going to, for, for the for the videos and the YouTubes, um, let's, uh, let's take a look at some of the schedule here, John. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. Because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan, from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game, and I also have some season long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And, uh, you know what the better way to do this is actually... That works. Could you see that? Can you read that? Yeah, very okay. well. All right. Uh, can I get some music? Dun, 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 dun. We're recording this after uh, Thursday, so, the, the, you know, we got Washington football team, New England, Pittsburgh, Philly. Let me just say this about football team before we get on to some of these preseason games, uh, which is I actually believe, I was thinking about this today, it hit me, the Washington football team should stay with football team as its team name. Most team names are so contrived that you see listed for them. They're not, no one's buying them. Um, as like original, most of these great team names we love, just like a good nickname comes from a weird place and football team comes from a weird place. It's very soccer, soccer, you know, biggest in the world. You could call them the footballers if you wanted Washington footballers. Then you could say things like, uh, we just got to play footballers football this week. Uh, but I, I think they should stick with some version of football team as their real team name. I think it's kind of a, it's, it's dumb how they arrived here. Uh, or at least it's not its not like a proud history that led you to this, but whatever. This is your name now. I would stick with it, or some version of it, overgone and calling yourselves the Belters or the Wizards. Yeah, or Warrior, yeah, I think they're, I'm, I'm with you. I like Stick FD. with football team. Just football team. Football. Yeah. Washington I think, football. I think, it'll gain, I think it'll gain some traction. I thought they would have changed it by now. They haven't, and uh, yeah, maybe it'll just, you'll just kind of, it's like a nickname you don't like at first, and then it just sticks. I'm with you. I, I couldn't agree more. All right, John. Friday, August 13th. Friday the 13th. We got three games. Titans at Falcons. Bills at Lions. Cowboys at Cardinals. Anything of uh, interest to you there? Yeah, I saw Dan Campbell said, I will not wipe their butt. They have to wipe their own butt. Mm. So he's just going to start teaching some life lessons. And uh, I do think Dan Campbell's going to get a lot of just love this year. And just well, some of his highlight quotes. He's got to win games. Yeah, Arizona, Dallas. I, I just think D- Dak right now is easily one of the biggest stories in the league. Because uh, honestly, th- I hate to say this, I'm not trying to bring up. I felt bad watching my hard knocks. He's knock I, if I you're with you me. You said this. He's likable. Oh, no, I'm just I, I'm rooting for him. Everyone he just seems like a good guy. Honestly, uh, the more and more, like, does it kind of feel Tommy Johnish? It just something's maybe really not wrong. great when you're on the phone with the Yankees and Rangers. Uh, uh, medical staffs. Well, you know why? Because it football players, what do they have? Their shoulders get sore. They they rarely remember how weird it was when Roethlisberger had to get Tommy John. That just doesn't happen to football players. And this Dak thing, I, fuck, I that's weird, bro. I, such weirds going guy. on. Such a likable guy. Uh, all right, so there's your Friday. There's your Friday games. On to Saturday. Um, Miami at Chicago. You mentioned that. I you know Tua. I, do you know how much Tua is going to play? I mean, this is kind of a rookie year no. 2.0 for him. So uh, that's of interest. That's the Like you said, that's the 10 a.m. That's the only 10 a.m. Pacific game. Then a 1 o'clock Denver at Minnesota. I, th- I wonder if we'll look back on this season, John, and think that we dismissed Denver a little bit too much coming into the year. Not as a playoff team. Not as even a team that's interesting. I think we talked last year at the end of the year. They were, one of the to me, one of the least interesting teams to watch in the league last year. I liked watching Jacksonville more. Um, however, their defense is going to be pretty good. 
So they could just affect a lot of people over the course of the year because they could they might just be able to beat beat enough teams. Not that they're going to win ten games, but Denver could just make things messy in their division and just in general with their schedule. I typed into a first thing that comes up. He, they, they must be having joint practices today against the Dolphins. These last Jalen Johnson picked off Tua in the end zone. That's just the first tweet that comes up when you search his name. The other thing I saw oh, back to deal. Miami. Maybe really Jalen John, Bears need Jalen Johnson to be good. They, they love him. He is good. The Denver thing, like they do have a quarterback, you know, competition. I do think Drew Locke's going to win it. Uh, to the Miami thing, did you see Fitzpatrick d- uh, did like a Q and A with Robert Mays, who writes for the Athletic? His quote last year when they told him like that week between the bye week after the Niners game, he thought Flores was fucking with him and he laughed. He's like, I, I honestly thought it was a joke. The second thing I see when I typed in Tua was uh, Chan Gailey, who I think got fired after last season. In his first public comments, he said to several reporters that he was in total shock that his superiors promoted Tua. Because it was... To Fitzpatrick, so th- are there going to be people in this? You're right. I I don't think we're talking about two as much just because Fields, Lance, we have this whole new crew of guys. It's like Herbert's become a star. But like they're going to, if it's ugly, he will get talked about a lot. Yeah. Especially I if, like you know, Washington, I don't think, I think Washington, it's, they might take a step back because now they're playing like a better schedule than they played last year. Um, but what if, you know, Miami is, all of a sudden, I think their timeline got accelerated because they were almost a playoff team last year. What if Fitzpatrick's better than Tua again this year? And you go, well, for the big picture, you had to go to Tua. I get it, but did you leave wins on the table this year? Um, are they going to end well, up? Wh- are they ending up with Deshaun in twenty twenty two somehow? I, you know. Well, what are the chances that Tua Tongavaloa is, is, is as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick was in two thousand twenty? Seems slim to know. Yeah, what were right? Fitzpatrick's numbers by the end of the year? Wasn't well, part of that Robert Mays article like Fitzpatrick's not the guy he was five years ago. He's better. I didn't read it to be honest with you. Beside the quote, but that quote was good. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> That's what Ron Burgundy said when they uh, when they uh, brought in uh, what's her name? I think. But but we have seen. Christina Maybe Applegate. like different substance or not substance. Like we have seen similar Roger substance, just different quotes and stuff. Yeah, we've seen this happen with athletes before, where the start gets weird. You kind of replace someone that you probably shouldn't have in just all sports, and it just it never gets the train never really gets on the tracks. And then the, ultimately, if you're good enough, it doesn't fucking matter. It just kind of feels like is this guy good enough? That's my thing. Like yeah. is this guy good enough? It's not fits related. It's him related. Although, do you know what Fitz? But you want to guess Fitzpatrick's touchdowns, interceptions last year? Yeah, probably. It's not going to be as good. Thirteen and eight. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be as good. Um, next up, uh, game wise on Saturday, where did I lost my schedule here. I guess I can look. Cleveland, right here. Jacksonville. Cleveland, Jacksonville. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll I'll peek. I mean, Urban Urban is on the sidelines, John. Yeah, Trent Baalke's his general manager. Trent Baalke's team. New Orleans, Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. There's, they're pretending that there's a quarterback competition in New Orleans. Um, there's not, right? Because you actually need your other, you need one of your quarterbacks to be like a receiver because you don't have Michael Thomas. It's weird. Saw they had a healthy sit down though. Those two, uh, Peyton and Michael. Uh, okay, but he's hurt, so who cares? Well, I know, but just like getting back on the same page, like you know, it was like, is they going to trade him? And then like dead cap was like fifty-eight million dollars. Like, yeah, it's not really an option. This isn't like 
Like, you're kind of stuck. There is no... Once you give a guy $65 million guaranteed, you can't just trade him year two. Like, that's part of the way the NFL works, right? You have to In work things out. In basketball or baseball, when the contracts are just even every year and you don't have to give them all this upfront money, you can trade them at any moment. In football, like, Cousins is a good example. Once you extend or give a huge contract, he's on your team, right? Or unless you just wave the white flag even like Ro- the Eagles, and, and that's an all-timer, right? Wentz. Yeah, that's just a... Like, it, it doesn't behoove the Saints to trade Michael Thomas. Uh, no Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. That's a disappointment. They're, uh, their first-round receiver getting um, groin surgery. Hope They're hoping he'll be ready week one. Raiders, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football? Mon- I saw Monday before we hopped on, like, a Roto-World headline that said re- more realistic, like, week four. Mm. So, to me, when you're already writing week four, are we talking, like, week eight for this guy? <laughs> oh, groin. Groin surgery. Yeah. New York, New York, John, Jets and Giants. Give me high fives. Uh, Nets and Knicks, I think, was the line. Anyway, Zach Wilson, baby. What more, more do you need to say? Yeah, Daniel Jones. I saw I saw this take Instagram, Instagram meme account, and it was like they had an open scrimmage, I think, at MetLife. The Giants, either within the last three or four days, and just a guy Instagrammed it like a fan and was like, uh, Daniel Jones in midseason form. Guy, he throws the the linebacker dropped it, but like they're running routes. Linebackers just in the middle of the field dropping back. Daniel Jones throws it right to the linebacker, and it's like, oh my! The linebacker dropped it, but oh my god, that could be bad, guy. Bad. Well, Saquon's gonna get hurt at some point, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a mess. But he might not. I mean, he was never really hurt till last year. But he's coming back up to his torn ACL. Uh, which, Kenny Wiggins. Kenny, Kenny Wiggins, starting. Is there a dog in the house? Who, 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 who? Um, Brandon on YouTube says, can we do a segment where John tries to say groin after a few Tito's and sodas? No. I don't see how you say it so seamlessly. And I don't know. Groin. You, just, groin. Huh? I said it like you. No, you've started groin. saying it faster. You've adapted. Say it again. Groin. Can you say it slowly? Groin. No, can you say it slowly? Groin. Yeah, you're... Did you yeah. do speech oin. therapy with that word? It's just, it's just oin. <laughs> Instead of going as growing. Growing, it's yeah. Groin. Groin. Oh, yeah. DeAnthony says no Elijah Moore for the Jets. Was looking forward to seeing him play. He's out with a, didn't, what was it? I think it was something semi-minor, but the, I didn't the see reports that. had been, uh, oh, quad. A quad. Um, he'd been good. To your point, uh, Bengals, Bengals, Bucks, John, you were saying, you know, it might take Joe Burrow a while. And then I saw somebody else point out, you know, let's not forget it wasn't just his ACL, it was his ACL, his MCL, and his PCL that he's coming Didn't back. It happened like November 1st, too. It's not yeah. like it happened in, in August. Texans, Packers, that's the leader in the clubhouse for game. Well, Jordan Love, I was going to say. Jordan Love's yeah. playing the whole thing. Yeah, okay. whole first half. Seattle and Vegas. Uh, somebody mentioned here on the, uh, on the YouTube chat that you guys see that. Uh, Breer said that uh, Morig, the uh, Raiders, uh, the the next in line of Raiders rookie safeties, is actually looked good. Maybe we finally drafted someone uh, drafted well. Uh, so maybe that's uh, what to watch for. To uh, Mariota, you, best case scenario, what if Jordan Love looks pretty awesome? Like he could become the next like uh, kind of what Jimmy G was, you know, three or four years ago. Yeah, just a guy that like other people, you just need a quarterback, and you don't want to trade like three first rounders. Could you get him for like a two and a three? Again, he'd have to be good. We're, we and if you're only getting a two and a, no, if he's we have good, no you're whole, clue what he even looks like. If he's good, then you're keeping him and you're trading. You know, then the Rogers thing is a thing. 
you got options if he's good. Los Angeles and Los Angeles, John. Uh, no Stafford. Give me some Tutu Atwell. Is he playing? It's <clears throat> a good question. Well, yeah, he probably will because I saw Deshaun Jackson's had a really good camp, so I would imagine he's mm. not going to play in the preseason. So Tutu Atwell probably starts. Brandon Staley, can he lock down Sean McVay's offense? I saw Aaron Donald was going up against someone. They were doing joint practices, those two teams. And PFF was like, blocking Aaron Donald. It was Aaron Donald just shoving him back. And, you know, like multiple NFL offensive linemen were like, do you guys even know what you're talking about? (laughs) This was like three or four days ago. But NFL linemen get very offended when you, you know, you try to act like something is one way and it's clearly the other way. But like the casual fan would think one way, but like the like if you're in the nitty gritty of an offensive line room, you know yeah. that's not the right way. You, so and, and you better damn well not use pancake, mis, misuse pancake, right? It's, you're going to no. say somebody got pancaked or didn't pan. I guess that's something an offensive lineman would like. A D lineman would get mad about that. Uh, Sunday, Carolina, Indianapolis. I mean, uh, Indy's got to figure out what they got with their quarterback situation here. So we'll get some Ellinger, some Eason. Neither's ready, according to me. Um, Sam Darnold. I'm in. How much of that are we getting? I mean, probably a couple series. Yeah. So, all in. <laughs> how, many, how many actual snaps do you think you're going to watch of all these games? Uh, I think I'll watch a f- uh, fair amount. I'll watch 30 of Trey Lance's snaps. I know that. Yeah. The beauty of this is I may not sit. This is going to be a lot of, oh, it's a three. All I got to do is watch like three minutes of Mac Jones highlights and I'll get caught up. You know, there'll be some of that. That's what's going to happen. Let's be real. This is the best time to just catch three minutes of highlights. and and That's the way to do it. Yes. By the way, everybody, get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. Leave us a question. Go to iTunes. We hit 1,000 iTunes reviews. Thank you to everybody that uh, has reviewed already. Five stars. Leave us a question. Tell us your favorite bar to hang at. You can do that on iTunes. You can also, John, do that on Facebook. Facebook. Like the Facebook page. Haberman Middlecoff. Search it. Like it. Do it now. Get on it, people. Uh, Nicholas Decker on YouTube says, do you know how to watch all these games that aren't on national TV? Are they on Sunday Ticket? Could not tell no. you about Sunday Ticket. Are they on? They're not on Sunday Ticket? Are they on the local games? Can you watch live on Game Pass? Or Well, NFL Network will always have one of them on, right. and then you can watch the other ones live on Game Pass. So if you have 90, it costs ninety nine nine nine. trust me, we know they charge you even when you haven't even told them to charge you, but they're ready, in which none of us complain once we're charged. You can watch all the preseason games like on your iPad. Maybe smart TVs. You could probably download the app and watch it on your TV. Uh, but I'll just use my iPad and then just watch like Mac Jones throw a pick. Watch every out-of-market preseason game live on the NFL app and NFL.com. Uh, well, yeah. you, can sign in to get, you can sign in a game pass on NFL.com. So watch all the preseason game lives. Okay. That it's, aren't it's local. Very, it is user-friendly for, for preseason, for sure. Right. It crashes every four minutes once the season starts, but yeah, um, <laughs> and takes you back to the beginning of the game, and you know, uh, but that's you know, it's, it's not like that's they don't future have guys money problem. to pay an IT guy, but you know, no, we'll work. Don't worry on about it. it. That's fine. Yeah, keep me on Roger, the app longer. Ro- All about I'll, retention. I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who spends zero seconds on the app. That's Roger. Like, you think Roger's watching games back? No. Is he, I, <laughs> would you? <laughs> does Roger? Does Roger sit at home and watch full NFL games? Well, would, do you think he watches football, like, just on a Sunday if he's at his house? I'm not saying it wouldn't be on his TV, but is he, like, does he have a team? If he has a team from his youth, maybe one of the New York teams. 
I would imagine once you start making 50 from the entity, you'd become pretty numb to teams. Yeah, it's less about, right. you know what I always say, John, and it came to fruition last year. It doesn't matter who wins to Roger. It just matters the games get played. Yeah. doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl to him. It just matters that the game got played and the ads were in. I, I could see him watching, if you or I were in a seat, would be like certain advertisers, right, when they're getting their commercials maybe a ref that he's been on his ass to make better calls. He's watching for, like, Jim calling the Bills game. I could just see him watching probably things that you most humans wouldn't even think of, right? If if a coach that, you know, he'd been told a couple times to, like, you can't wear that sweatshirt I, yeah, anymore. I bet he's getting texts from owners all Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a little more hectic than we're making it out to be. Gammon says, as a fellow bald man, what razor and shaving cream do you use? I use the orange edge uh, shaving cream, and I use a five blade. Uh, Camelot says, uh, because of the buildup, do you think the media will crucify the kid if he doesn't come out of the gate and perform well? Will they take into consideration that he's going to play with the twos, maybe against one, speaking of Trey Lance? No, the media will not kill Trey Lance. Yeah. We, I mean they, we, I mean they, have watched him in, Pre, uh, in practice, he looks good. Yeah. Uh, look, if Trey Lance doesn't start Week One, that's a story too. So the it's you know it's a win win at this point. Yeah. All right. I will uh, not complain. Mailbag's coming up next. Keep sending us your photos of you having a good time on Tito's Thursday or Tito's Friday or Tito's Saturday or Tito's Sunday or Tito's Monday or Tito's Tuesday. That one works. Or Tito's Wednesday. Keep them coming, everybody. We really appreciate that. We love it. Thank you for the support. Tell your friends, share it, and um, holler at us. Anything else? Whoop, 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 whoop. See you guys uh, this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's say that one more time. Saturday night, halftime. Inst- we normally record our podcast on Sundays. This week, we will record our podcast live on YouTube Saturday night. You good saying halftime or when Trey Lance? Comes- y- yeah. I mean, I'd say shoot for halftime unless something, unless he runs back out. Who knows? I was just thinking the mailbag, we usually post the mailbag Saturday morning, but if we're going to put out a podcast Saturday night, Sunday morning, does it make more sense to just go mailbag like YouTube only? Post but it I don't on know. YouTube? I, I don't know. I, I just say we, you know, it's yeah. the internet, John. You throw as many things up and yeah, let everybody not? consume right. what they want to consume. Yeah, you can do whatever we want. You guys are watching a meeting of the uh, heads of department of Haberman and Middlecoff Inc. right now as we debate. (laughs) Everybody here, can we take roll? (laughs) Middlecoff, present, Haberman, present. All right, this meeting is now in session. (laughs) Those are the minutes. Those are the minutes. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.